Shall we begin? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the More Than Just Keto podcast. I am one of your hosts, Molly. Hello, friends. I am your other host, Ashley. Obsession. Obsession. We hear this in the health community and the wellness community quite often, and usually it's negative. Mm-hmm. I like to think some of us have a positive, um, relationship with obsession. I joke all the time that I'm obsessed with keto and I am definitely obsessed. I'm definitely mm-hmm. obsessed, but in a, in a healthy way, and in a way mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with making myself better. And this mm-hmm. includes that, right? So when I think of keto, I do keto because it makes me feel amazing and it makes me want to work on other areas of my life. There's so many components, right? It's just so much more than the food. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with that incremental, those small little things that add up that make up us better. I'm obsessed with being the best version of myself that I can possibly be. And for me, this is a, a this is a good practice. Years ago, I didn't care right. about those things. I really wasn't worried about being the best version of myself. I was just struggling to get through day to day. So for me to take, not even really putting myself as a priority to being self-obsessed is a good thing for me. When I am taking care of myself, then I know I can take care of everyone around me even better. That's like a, what do you hear? A healthy obsession. You have a healthy obsession. I feel like it's a healthy obsession. Right. Well, the healthy obsession, there is healthy obsession. And then there is the obsession, you know, the, the unhealthy obsessions. And one of the things that I feel like happens, I'm going to go with the very first thing that you and I are very big um, believers in. And we think it, especially in the beginning is so very important is tracking and measuring weighing you see out there on comments and posts made by mm-hmm. the experts about how doing that is an, it can be a common obsession and for it sure to eating disorders and things like yeah. that. I am not saying that that doesn't happen. I'm sure it happens in any, well, I'm sure there's a reason eating. that people say it. I'm sure that it's, I'm sure. I, Absolutely. I mean, I know some people in the community that we probably, you know, have seen, or we've had people say that they have that's happened to them right. for sure. But to, but to assume and make this blanket statement that tracking your food, weighing your food leads to eating disorders is so wrong. You, you, to say that that's an obsession is wrong because for myself, and I know for you as well, yeah. when it comes to tracking and weighing and, and the things that we do, it's actually for us, it's like a discipline. It's like a personal discipline yeah. that results in balance and self-control. Right. So these are things that make you more aware of what you're doing. It's like we talked about in the last episode, I believe, or maybe the one before about how your checkbook, you're going to do your checks and right. balances, right? Like if it's a money issue, no one, no one's calling you. No one's calling you're obsessive. just worried about your finances, but right. as soon as you turn it into food, it it's can so obsession. easily right. um, be called out by other parties that you have an obsession that what you're doing is too much or that's not normal or that's, um, you know, not balanced or, and in fact, we've lived such an unbalanced life for so long that this is how we get back. Yes. It's kind of like a teach of, right. right. We're learning. We're learning by the relationship doing. with food. 
absolutely becoming aware of what we're eating. Right. You have to practice. And part of that is doing that. So I know that you have an opinion and you've shared it before about, you know, when it comes to this tracking and measuring and and leading to an eating disorder, we're not saying that it doesn't happen. Of course it happens, but usually when it comes to an eating disorder, it has nothing to do with food, right? That's nothing to do with food. Yeah. That's from what we know, from what science and, um, psychologists, psychology has told us that it's, it's a much deeper rooted, um, emotional, emotional. Yeah. It's not physical. It's not eating. Right. Yeah. It isn't the food itself. It stems from some sort of emotional trauma or, um, comfort, or it's usually deeply embedded and it starts usually much early and earlier in life. It's uh, not, not tied to the specific foods from what I have read in science and what I have studied in psychology. What you mentioned just now about, we've seen others in our community who have talked about doing certain things, leading them to disordered eating and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I am just going to put my hand up now and say there was a time, oh gosh, a good year or more ago, I would say before we did, we started this podcast actually. So it might've even been 2019 now that I think about it, where I was finding myself excited to get up in the morning and go weigh myself to see how much I had lost for sure per ounce, pound, whatever. And I wasn't okay. No, I wasn't allowing the scale to dictate my mood. Okay. I wasn't upset if I had gained, right. I need to say that, but I was obsessed with the idea of seeing that number drop and it was exciting to me. So it was emotional when it came to that. So I was doing this, not even realizing that this could become an obsession a bad, yeah, a bad a habit. Bad habit. Yeah. So then I started seeing other people and this is why it's so good to be in a community because yeah. we are all there with each other for each other, you know, and for sure, a lot of times you can see other people and it's like a mirror where you can see yourself in them. And you see, like I was seeing some of our friends obsessing over the scale or what yeah. seemed to be obsessing over the scale, yeah. which was what I was they were doing the things that I was doing, but they were posting about it on a regular basis. And I thought, Oh my God, wow. That's, that's that's kind of off. That's not, that's not a good place to be. And like, wait a minute, I'm doing that self-reflect, which is always good to do and say, Whoa, 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 Molly, this is, you're going into dangerous territory. You're going to need to stop looking at that and making this a game and seeing how much, and that's when I learned more and more about weight and how it fluctuates. And that's when I started going to the averages and things like that. So yeah. because of that could be bad situation, it turned into a good one where I learned where I tracked and did the things with the scale with, with the weight, yeah. but in a way that shifted into a more balanced way to look at the trends. Right. And I can give you an example. Um, I actually, so binge eating, it wasn't like debilitating for me, but I definitely had it like eating in secret, food, Mm -hmm. hoarding food, um, you know, eat things in the car and throw them away, act like it didn't happen, then go to dinner, like things, things like that. Right. So that obviously disordered eating happened before keto, the obsession there was there prior. Um, but I'll tell you what. I really, you know, worked on all these things. I had really mended my relationship with food and I was working on it. And then you and I tried ADF 
And that practice showed me just how quickly those behaviors are really rooted in our our minds or how, how present those old traumas or those old things, those habits that we had can come like right back if if you do the right things. Right. Yeah. So when we did ADF, which is alternate day fasting, we were severely restricting on one end and then refeeding. And so for my brain that went from restricting, binging, restricting, binging, restricting, binging. Mm -hmm. So I would spend the day that I wasn't eating, dreaming of the food that I could have on the next day. And I realized by the end of that month that this was not Not a good place for me because it was, it was actively engaging my old behaviors. And it's why would I do it for a week or two? I would, and I could, and it doesn't really, it's the long term. It's the longer I do it, the more I set up on that day. And instead of refeeding with whole foods, I'm refeeding on things that I just dreamt about eating that I don't even know if I would have eaten in the first place, but because of the restriction, it drove me to make different choices. As soon as I saw this pattern, I was out. Yeah. That's good that you saw that, you know, but that's, what's so important. And that's a lot about what this episode is structured around, right. Is how do you know when in something that is tracking or what seems to be focus turns Mm -hmm. into an obsession. And we're not talking about a healthy obsession where all things that are coming from the focus that you've put in are good, that they're making you better as a person spiritually, physically, mentally, and even surroundings better. Right. Mm -hmm. So when all things are growing greener, that's a, that's a healthy obsession or that's, you know, that's a focus, right? Yes. When growth is happening and blossoming and things. Yes. It's exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the other side of that, that we have to make sure we pay attention. And like Mm -hmm. I said, I recognize it this time before I didn't recognize it in the past. I would not have understood what was happening. The moment that I started making choices that did not align with my goals or the way I was meant to be feeling Mm -hmm. was a red flag. And I could have continued to just finish or do whatever. And I could have been in a really bad headspace. And this could have sent me off the rails at the end, or if I'd have continued, it could have had bad results on, you know, my physical and mental health by right. re-triggering binge eating and by gaining oh, weight. A totally different road. You could have. Right. So recognize it is that signs. easy. It, it is, is. That's why it's you so know, important. It doesn't matter how long you do this. It is that mm-hmm. easy. It is that it easy. is that easy. It is. It, it doesn't take much to just slip away and then have to claw your ba- way back to the mm-hmm. place. And I think yeah. that that's why we are so focused on lifestyle because a lifestyle doesn't have this roller coaster of in and out, in and out, in and out. A lifestyle right. means you, you're going to take a little bit slower, but you're in it for the long haul and your mistakes will be just mistakes. They're, they're not going to be major setbacks here. Right. Right. Cause you're not making major changes all the time. Yeah. You're easing yourself into your life from here on. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the main thing that, and you and I talked about this to look for, right. It's like, if we are enjoying what we're doing and we're feeling good and we're making good choices, then that's where we want to be. Right. The moment that we start backsliding into really negative behavior, 
mm-hmm. like not wanting to engage with friends, not wanting to go to places because you're afraid, fear, fear yeah. and control are the two things that we want to look for when we're looking at obsession. Yeah. Because fear and control, that's how we get sucked into making choices Bad because choice. of Right. right. For the wrong Negative reasons. Choices. We make choices, not for the right reasons, but the wrong reasons because fear and control are never good reasons to make a decision that's best for you. Right. You're yeah. usually going to make the wrong decision if you do it out of fear. Right. And then there's guilt and there's, there's all these layers of emotions that come oh, and then self-hate that can come afterwards. I and, mean, and then, so if you're looking at this, it's like, okay, well, so I'm not making choices for the reasons that I should. Right. Um, and, and this is easy in the beginning with keto and, and I'm not saying, oh, just be really, really easy on yourself. And you know, it's, it's fine. Whatever happens, happens. Like mm-mm, mm-mm. there is a point in the beginning where you have to align and focus what you're doing, your action with your goal. Yeah. In the beginning, it's hard. It's not going to be easy. Getting started means that you have to have focus. Mm-hmm. You have to focus your actions and your behaviors around your goal. Yeah. So you can't just willy nilly, you know, no. go into this and be like, oh, it's going to be fine. I'm not going to be hard on myself. No, you do. You do. You have, you do to. have to be hard on yourself. Or you're not going to have success. Right. But you don't need to label that an obsession day one, day two, mm-hmm. day three, week two, week three. That's, that's not really what's happening. You are aligning yourself with your goals and that looks like focus and that looks like work and it's uncomfortable and it's going to be uncomfortable get comfortable with being uncomfortable. uncomfortable. That is one of the biggest life lessons that is, I pray that I, I literally say, Lord, help me to be comfortable being uncomfortable because that is life. That is life. Life. It is going to be uncomfortable. If it's worth it, it's going to be uncomfortable. And if you think you're going to start some, like if you are overweight and you know, you need to lose weight to feel better, to get healthier, to do the things you want to do. And you think it's just going to be some easy little snap and it's not going to be difficult. And you're going to show yourself mercy all the time. And and everybody that does keto loses 70 pounds and it's going to be fine. And they did it really quickly. Right. Then you are so delusional. Like that is not not how it goes. So like Ashley said, there is going to be some discomfort. It, it's just part of it. You're going to have some of, sacrifice. And yes. like we said, self-discipline. I love Will Smith. I've said this before. Self-discipline is self-love. People want to talk about self-love till the cows come home, but let's bring in self-discipline. But what does with that, that mean? Self-love. Right. Right. Self-love what does self-love mean? mean? Self-discipline. Right. That means putting in rules for yourself to get the things that you want. Mm-hmm. That looks like dri- driving your behaviors to achieve your goals. That means doing everything that aligns with your goals and nothing else. That means getting rid of all of the obstacles, the excuses and the behavior that keep you from achieving your goals. And that is, that does not look like obsession. That's not obsession. Let's say that's called like commitment and determination and determination and and wanting to better yourself. But I tell you, the world wants to tell you these days, that's obsession. And you're in a, you're in a bad place. Obsession is when fear takes control of you. Yes. When and you're your making choices the- are mm-hmm. out of your control, right? That is when obsession. And we've, we've all, we've all had this happen in our lives, it, different ways and different things, mm-hmm. but you know, it, you, you know, when you find yourself making choices, not because you want to, but because you feel like you cannot do anything else. 
that is not you leading to your goals. That's not you making choices and carving out a path. That's being, it's being dragged down a path that you didn't want to go down. Right. That is, you know, when you start making choices that are the opposite of, of good, if you're feeling negative, if you are feeling, um, withdrawn depression, like those things, that's when it takes over you, you're no longer in control. It's the, the thing that you are obsessing over is now has control Control over you you and you don't, and that's, that's the moment. Right. Well, you know, uh, your stories today on Instagram, you went on your stories and you talked about exercise today. You talked about working out and how you really love to work out because it helps you beyond like obviously your physical body and your weight and stuff, but it also helps your mind space and everything. Mm -hmm. One thing that people can get is obsessed with, with exercise. So people can, for sure, you see people on social media who you see it a lot of the people that really probably aren't exercising are commenting on the people exercising and talk, tell them they're obsessed. I mean, it's like, can people just do what they want to do? <laughs> but I feel like no matter where, what community you're in or what you're doing, you're going to have the, the are going to say that if they don't yeah. understand why you're making your choices. So right. that's why it's important to know where you're coming from. Like, are mm-hmm. you, are you driving yourself to be the best person? Are you, are you making the choice for the right reason? Right, right, right. Or, you have to or are, right. Or are you being obsessive because it is a source of control for you. And that's what you need. And that's, that's a question only you can answer, but there are some people who, and this is where perhaps like where you don't, you need to like ask yourself, are you punishing yourself at the gym? Right. Right. Absolutely. If you're pun, if you're going to the gym because you ate cake, not because you're going to the gym, because it's what you do. It's, it's part of your life. It's part of your routine. Makes you feel good. Makes you, you feel that, better. It clears yeah, your headache. Makes you healthy, but it's just because yeah. you had that cake. You're going to put an extra 3000 steps in or whatever. That, and if that you can, start that doing that over and over and again, wrong direction, you have to be yes. so careful because you never want to punish yourself. And this is why I always say, don't call it a cheat. Don't call yeah. it a cheat because words you know, matter. Food is punishment or reward. Neither one of those are going to get you where you want. You no, can't you don't want that. starve yourself with food to prove a point or fix things. And you can't eat yourself with a bad to diet to the place right. you want to be or right. to happiness. So if you're doing that with anything else, the gym, whatever, if you start rewarding your bad behavior, like punishment with the mm-hmm. gym, and you do that long enough, it's, it's a bad cycle. Become, and that's how we get into healthy. not only obsessions, but that's how we get into bad headspace, negative headspace. Yeah. And we do more mental damage and we have more to clean up when we finally come out of that and realize, wow, I was really punishing myself for so long. Like I didn't deserve that. You're mm-hmm. creating more, more turmoil for yourself long-term. So right. it's so important to check in. Like, are you having that conversation with yourself? Mm-hmm. What is motivating me to make my choice? Right. Am I enjoying the moment? So this is what I'm going to do. Or am I so focused on my goals because I feel so good. And that doesn't matter to me as much as doing what I want to do. Yeah. Are you going to have guilt? If you make that choice, maybe you should make a different choice. Yeah. It, it needs to feel right, but also be balanced. It's a fine line. It it has to be, it has to be. And you have to continue having that self talk, that self reflection. You have to reevaluate. You have to, I reevaluate. All regularly, the time. regularly. Yeah. Nobody Check has in. it. Oh, we got it. We're good. 
you know, that's, that's you don't just get real. it and then everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then you've like solved it for life. And, and that's why I gave the example of trying ADF, you know, yeah, I never thought that that was going to trigger any sort of emotion out of me. And I realized like, wait a minute, this isn't and good for something. me. Yeah. And yeah. it works for other people beautifully, but for me, it fed my old behaviors. And so once I started realizing that I was like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 I'm going to eat this. And then I wasn't feeling my best. That was old behavior, bad behavior, bad choices that I just no longer wanted to participate in. And that's when, you know, when you're not feeling good, when you don't feel good about your choices, about yourself, about your, whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. it's time to reevaluate. It's time to look at why that's happening. Tell me this. Did you do the self-reflection and like self-talk and self-evaluating before keto? Like before the last couple of years? Yes. I, and I thought I really did it well, <laughs> but if I'm being really on, like I've always said, I'm like, I'm super self-reflective, but you know, it, when I look back now, I pick it, I was picking and choosing at yeah. what I was self-reflecting. Yeah. So yeah. obviously when it came to my physical health and like the choices I was making, like to my body for myself and like mm-hmm. for my family, I wasn't really. I like, I was saying I was reflecting, but I really wasn't putting in the effort when it was about my traumas and dealing with that. I was very active and, 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 oh, being, I and, and, and I think there, you know, it's a good point to bring up because I think that you can't do it all at one time. And I definitely it's had process, to like work yeah. through yeah. some of my traumas. Grow like my to dad. that. You grow to yeah, that as you open sure. yourself up more to learn more about yourself, as you start to healing. grow more. You learn you more, more about yourself. If you open yourself to learn more, you learn more about yourself. It's like, you're not going to learn and grow yeah. unless you decide that you are ready. You're yeah. not going to get it all figured out in one shot. You're no. not going to all of a sudden create a balanced life like that. Right. Yeah. I want to be better. Here we are. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's just, this, but you know, it's just the same as the bad obsession, exactly. Some, a bad obsession doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. That can happen. Very trickery. That's why I was saying, as soon mm-hmm. as I realized that about the scale, Right. I was like, Oh, hold up. And the same choices are different. ADF. Whoa. Mm, So like we're we're cautious. We're, we're paying Mm -hmm. attention. You have to pay attention and then ask yourself the questions and be honest with yourself because it could go balanced lifestyle. You could be working your way to a balanced lifestyle because again, that is something that takes time. It doesn't just happen. Absolutely. It does not. Or you could be working yourself to a bad obsession, right. With all the bad habits and exactly. and feeling like poop. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, for me, the, the wanting to be, and I've said this before, the wanting to be fully like emotionally, spiritually, like Mm -hmm. whole reflective whole Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did not happen until I realized I was, and it didn't happen until I received clarity from doing the clean food diet, I didn't realize how foggy my brain really was. I didn't realize how tired I really was. I didn't realize how low energy I was. I yeah, didn't have yeah. the energy to put into myself. That is sad. That is real. Um, yeah. I did not have what it took to do that work. Yeah. But as soon as that like fog lifted and I was getting successful, like I was, I was getting results. I was becoming, I was becoming successful. I was getting results. That's when I started saying, why can't I apply this to everything in my life? Right, I can, right. I can do this in baby steps to every single aspect of yes, my life. Yes. I can work on my one traumas. decision. I can work on my health. Yeah. I can work on my fitness. I can certainly help others 
as I started sharing, it brought to light that so many others were struggling with the same exact things. And I was doing that work and I'm still doing that work. And I'm going to do that work until the day that I die. It never will end. We can, there's no perfect point in your life where you just stop wanting to be better or you just hit the pinnacle of success. And it's like, well, now you just hang out. Why? (laughs) There's always something more to be done. There's always something changing in your environment that changes um, what's happening to you around you and for you. And I will continue to just be better. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be a certain thing. I just want to be better from day to day, month to month, year to year and be the best version of myself. And when I look back on my years, I want to know that I really solved it. And what it meant is that it was never solved, that I just continued to work that that problem. And I continued to try over and over again. It's kind of like the whole, like, the more I know, the more I know, I don't know. Don't it's know. That, it's, it's, it's just, thing. You, you, it's a continual There was no thing. end. I and love I was how never we're going to re- reach that, you know? Yeah. And let me just say this because we're coming to an end. I love how you finished this as you started it, that the obsession you have is being your best self. That's an I'm obsession we can get self. behind, right? Yeah. I want everyone to want that. I know that not everyone does want that. I think deep down, most people do want that, but it can be such a scary journey to start, especially if, if it's you on the line, Yeah, you know, it's so scary to put yourself first and to think that you might fail. Well, we were literally just having a conversation before we started this podcast that I wish we had recorded because we were talking about this very thing of like these certain potential things and possibilities that are in the future for, for both Ashley and myself and all I, and I hear them and I think, Ooh, and then I go, And then Ashley talked about that little E is a good thing. (laughs) That little flutter of excitement, nervousness, scared, uh, cringy, sort of like, oh, I don't think I can do it. That there, whenever you feel that, oh, like, oh, I really want to do it, but I don't want to do it. I should do it. But I want to do it. But it's so scary. (laughs) I don't think I can do it. You know, you're like, oh, no. no, no." When you feel that, and it is, it's like a little, oh, it's like a, it's a flutter. It's like a heart. (laughs) Chase that always chase that that always that will lead you to paths that you would never see. It will uncover things in life that you will never find. Those are the off the beaten path roads that we take. And when we follow those and we find something amazing, those are the moments. And you're like, I, you know, I, I knew something. I, I felt something. And I, and I went with that intuition and then this happened. There's always, there's a reason your intuition well, gives you that little flutter of like, oh, I'm kind of scared. Anything worth yeah, doing. I love that. I love, I love your off the beat. You're the best storyteller. Like you, you work for me because it gives me a visual. I love yeah, it. It's like you're going and down the path what, and then you get, right. Then you got off oh, the beaten path. Look so at let's that, just, you know, off the beaten path, this podcast. I mean, that right yeah. there was like, Hey, you want to do a podcast? Hey, let's do it. Hey, we should do a podcast. You know what? We would have a really good podcast, but then it was like, wait, are we going to do this? Oh, and it was that, scary. I don't know. And no, then we I tried and we're like, Oh, maybe it's not going to work. And then it's but just, we, when we went through that, we pushed through it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, like I said, I envision like you're walking and then you, you're like, Oh, what's that? Oh no, I shouldn't go down there. Oh, yeah. I don't, what if there's something cool over there? All right. I'm going to do it. And you, and then all of a sudden there's some utopia, what, you know, know, whatever it is, you open it up and you're like, oh my goodness. Like, look at this. There's a lake here. And you make me think of that TikTok where they have this visual, right? Like it's just, it's, it's a gate that opens up. Yeah. 
that you that you could have walked past. Yes, you might have missed that little beat off the beaten path. When when you feel that, you got to go that direction. Go there. Everything is riding on that. Everything is behind that. There's a reason. We don't just get that feeling for no reason. There's a, right. our intuitions are set up a certain way. We know, we know when we need to do the thing, right. that little flutter is that little, like you got one chance, do it. It's going to be scary. Whatever it's, it's worth it. This episode about obsession has turned into a motivational thing because the obsession of being your best self starts with that flutter, that flutter. I, I do believe that. I love how this is circled back around. I love that. So let's end it. And um, I would say if you're listening to this and you're hearing the things that we've been talking about and, and you're something's fluttering inside of you. Okay. It's fluttering. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Start asking yourself those questions. Like, are you reflecting on what you're doing? Are you paying attention to what you're doing? Yeah. Do you want more, right? You can have yeah. more without being obsessive. You can have more without yes. having an obsession for you it. You can have structure instead of obsession. Yes. Structure instead of obsession. I love that because that structure will cause you to have. Pre- like because over definite- time, that structure can fall away and you can find your groove without needing all the rules, but you have yeah. to relearn the things right. you've already learned. Right. And that's what that structure does. It puts rules in place so you can. And they're good. It's just like you break an arm, right? You're not just going to let that go heal. No, you got to no, put it in you're place. You're going to go get a cast right. or you're going to get surgery or whatever. And then it's going to set and you're going to leave it wrapped up and you're going to leave it alone. And it's set. You cannot move it. And this is what it is. And this and is what it is the, until right. it's taken off. Right. And then you're going to retrain it and you're going to give it physical therapy. And when it's healed, it should be just as good, if not better. Yeah. It's no different. You have to put this in place. Yeah. These are the rules. Would you do them forever? Maybe not. Right. Over time, you will change. When you change, you can lose the rules. You can lessen the rules. Yeah, lessen the rules. Right, right. You still you have can discipline, create self-discipline new behaviors and new right. patterns and right. new relationships with whatever you're doing. Yeah. Love it. I love that. Oh, that's a good one. How did it turn into such a good one? That's what it does. We got to say goodbye now. Okay. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode and we will see you on the next one. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find and connect with us over on Instagram at more than just keto. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss out on the fun. We'll see you next time.